Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. Work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to the Big 550 Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. He is with us today and Jeff, I'm happy to say that you're joining us from a much sunnier, warmer, tropical-esque oh, location. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the inevitable post-tax day vacation for uh, the tax guys and gals out there. And, uh, Jeff, congratulations for making it through tax day. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and hopefully we're not keeping you too long from the golf course. No, it's still early here, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's great. And, uh, and, and again, congratulations. What do we need to keep in mind? I know that you're you're out of pocket for a little bit. You know, yeah. uh, how long do do tax preparers and, and tax people? How long do they normally take as a vacation after oh, typically, tax? Day? Yeah, typically it's about a week, maybe a week and a half. Um, I'm on the week and a half scenario. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> well, you've earned it. You've earned it. Yes. But uh, burning the candle at both ends for the last uh, two months straight uh, kind of catches up with you. So you got to do a, I call it a mental health week um, to just step back and uh, uh, just kind of get everything going again. <laughs> well, you sound great. And uh, I got to tell you, um, nobody deserves it more than the tax preparers out there. You know, we tip our caps to you guys because if it weren't for you, Jeff, I'd have to do all this stuff myself. Yourself, that's right. <laughs> and, and I don't want to do that. Some some people think it's fun. Others are like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and and here's the thing. You know, we're not going to uh, sit here and, and, and tiptoe around the numbers. Um, my tax preparation cost, uh, what, 300 bucks? Yes. So it really just depends. What do they, they start at like 200 bucks? We start typically about 205, and then depending upon how complex the returns are, um, and then it would go, you know, per form from there. So the the average is in the 300 to 400 range on average. Yeah. Um, some a lot more just because, you know, they go, oh, my return's not that complex. But yet they bring us, you know, a stack of K-1s, which are some technical, technical forms. But the average person, you know, has a, has a W-2, probably some home interest, a little bank interest, um, you know, on what's called a, a, a 1099 INT, maybe a brokerage account. You know, those are all typically, you know, normal, if you want to call it. So that's that's kind of where our pricing starts at 205. And then depending upon how many extra forms you have, that kind of sets the stage on what the, the, the end price will be. Yeah. And again, we're not overly expensive, but we're not the cheapest either. Well, so. I mean, you know, and I, I, I like to point out the cost of things because 
Um, you know, I feel like some people listening on the radio right now might be saying, okay, this sounds great, but what's the catch? You know, what am I going to go in yeah. there? He's going to charge me $1,000. Um, no. What's your free time worth to you? What exactly. is a couple Saturdays in, you know, April 15th, this past year was April 18th, but yeah. at the end of March and early April, that's when weather starts getting good in this town. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do you want to be stuck inside on the weekends uh, or late at night doing your own taxes? What is it worth to you? Is it worth $200, exactly. $300? And, and we're not even talking about the the things that you can catch. Um, you caught exactly. for us um, uh, a FSA, uh, a flex savings account. Um, we're going to talk to you about an HSA. You are mm-hmm. hooking us up with an LLC. You, you know, our taxes were a little bit more because we had a rental property that we share with my parents uh, that we had to go through. I mean, what is your time worth? And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, Jeff, my wife, we were doing the landscaping out front. And uh, underneath the front porch, the, the dirt has kind of worn away to where water is pooling against the foundation. I, you don't want that. I don't want that. Not good. It's not good. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. So um, we had a quote, and the landscaper said, we can fill that in for you. It's going to be 500 bucks." And my wife said, well, we could just have dirt delivered, and, and you can get under there and do it yourself. Right. To me. you got nothing better to do. <laughs> right. I'm like, hang on. So we got a new landscaper, and they only <laughs> quoted us 150 to get under there. And, you know, there's bugs down there. I don't want to do that. So the question is, um, you know, I, and I snapped that up, you know, 150 exactly. done. You Heck guys, yeah, done. you do it for me. Uh, I don't know what my breaking price would be. $500 is quite a bit. Maybe I would have gotten under there for 500 bucks. But for 150 no. I'm going to let somebody else do it. That's a couple of extra shifts at the bar, um, you yep. know, <laughs> done deal. Uh, so exactly. the, the question is, what is your time worth to you? Is it worth having somebody do your taxes for you, be able to catch some things, be able to help you keep some more of your money, go through your financials with you, take a look at your paycheck, take a look at your W-2s, be able to say, we can help you keep more money by doing X, Y, and Z, and then, yeah. you know, maybe, hey, you know, look, I, with my son's schooling, with, with his daycare and his schooling, we were able to keep $1,200 extra on our paychecks because of the, the flex spending account that you had uh, set us up with. So Exactly. Uh, and the it's, question, it's out there. Use it to your advantage. And that $1,200 that you set us up with, more than pays for the tax return that exactly. we needed to get done anyway. So it's all about what's it to you. You know, you go in, you have a conversation with Jeff. Um, you can do so much more than just taxes, though. You're also a wealth advisor with Capital Advisory exactly. Group. And we could just go in and get the whole thing done with you and exactly. uh, for a pretty reasonable fee and and i like yeah. talking about the price sometimes because it's it's transparency you know sure what is. you're getting ahead of exactly. time and it really just depends on how complicated your tax situations are uh and, and the price will tick up a little bit from there but like you said for most people it's w-2s um maybe yeah. a property here or there kids yeah pretty simple and it's very simple exactly 
So uh, let's get back into it. Congratulations on getting through tax week, um, our yeah. tax, you know, <laughs> tax couple months. Uh, you're on your, your tax vacation. What do you do as soon as you get back? What is what is Jeff Zufall doing? There will doing? be hundreds of emails to respond to. Um, probably, I'll say, a lot of uh, phone calls to return. And then we go back into uh, extensions. Anything sitting out there on an extension, we'll now circle back around and start to complete those. Maybe we were looking for information. Maybe it was something that needed some research done on it before we just, you know, filed it. So we just said, nope, nope, just file an extension. And there's no no cost for the extension. Um, so it really doesn't hurt you in any way, shape, or form as long as the taxes are paid. That's the one big one. Um, but again, there, there may be stuff where we have to research a little bit deeper um, just to make sure that we're going down the right path. Um, but that's that's kind of what takes place is, you know, regroup from the vacation <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, get right back into the thick of it. Yeah, so. hit, yeah hit those extensions and uh, the extension deadline six months out from tax deadline. So it would yes. be October 18th. Yes. You don't want to wait that long, but no. usually by, no, no, no. by mid, mid-May, end of May, have them all wrapped up. And there's, there's, there's still a few that we're, we need the data. And there may be some complexities where we can't get access to it just yet, but we will. So those are, you know, those are known, and, and we'll just sit and wait till we get the rest of the, the stuff put together. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm not going to call you the tax man because we know who that is. That's the IRS. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> you are not. You are the one that uh, is the buffer, the the protector yes. from yes. the tax man, uh, helping us keep a little bit more of what's ours, keep a little bit more on our paychecks. So I'll just call you senior tax strategist, and it's never a job is never done. You know, it's not like never is the senior tax strategist capital advisory group does tax day and then disappears for the next nine months. Uh, Exactly, it's not really how it works. Not to mention all the other uh, wealth advising and and stuff. You know, like I said, you're going to set us up with an LLC. Those are other services that you can offer Mm -hmm. to us, and just get us pointed in the right direction. One of the things that we need to worry about, one of the things that that my wife and I talk to you about is our financial landscape. What should we do? What should we not do? And I feel like people are going to need to talk to somebody because interest rates have gone up. Oh, definitely. And they probably might go up even more. Well, there's the, the, the expectation is a few more hikes. So just the other day, Fed raised rates uh, half a point. Um, so, again, that's the – in the last 20 years, that's the biggest rate hike that we've seen that's, in that, 20 years. That's crazy have, to me because, yeah. uh, I mean, I guess interest rates have just been falling for the past 20 <clears throat> years. But a, so, yeah. half a so point the is the biggest – is the biggest hike – you know, it's half a point. It's a half of 1%. Yeah. And it's the biggest rate hike in 20 years. Hmm. But we also have the highest inflation in the last 40 years. So what a lot of people forget about is, uh, say, up into the early 80s, interest rates were at all-time highs. We have now, since the early 80s, you know, late 70s, early 80s, interest rates went you know, anybody that's over probably the age of 60 is like, hey, I had a house and I paid 14, 16 percent interest, you know, to have that house. 
The problem is, is the value of that house then versus the average value today, you know, the average value in the, the late 70s, early 80s might have been 45,000, yeah. 50,000. Yeah. Today it's 400,000. I think, so, yeah, I think my parents yeah. spent 50,000 on my childhood home. Exactly. So that's the issue is today you say, hey, I, you know, back then they did it and they paid 14% interest, but today it's a huge number. You couldn't pull it off. So that's the fear is that those the rate hikes that the Federal Reserve do or have done will actually now start making mortgage rates go higher. You know, and the question is, will it slow down the mortgage, the, the housing industry? And that's that's to be determined, you know, in the near future here. But you're anybody that's going to buy a house, thinking about buying a house, pull the trigger now. Um, otherwise, you may be priced out of the market here shortly because there's more rate hikes coming. So the, the Federal Reserve uses interest rates to actually slow down the economy. And again, it's, it's a whole debate, you know, did they wait too long? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors that we don't have time to discuss right. <laughs> on this show, um, but there's a lot of factors on why they didn't, but now they are. And now they have to be very aggressive at trying to combat inflation. Now, um, but now he, I, I know that you're not, uh, you're not Stuart, and you're not a real estate agent, so you might yeah. not know these numbers right off the top of your head. But you're a math guy, and, and what do you mm-hmm. always tell me? Math always wins. Always wins. <laughs> math always wins. Uh, so, like on a, we'll just use round numbers. On a hundred thousand dollar house, uh, half a percentage point. What is the real world dollars and cents of that? Um, it's, it probably comes out to be just taking a good guess at it. Um, maybe another grand a year. Um, another thousand dollars a yeah. year. Another thousand dollars you know, a year. Increase. So, so again, if you were already teeter tottering, or you were right at the high, the, I say that the you know, the high point of your budget, you know, this half point rate hike could be an issue. There's another half coming here shortly. Um, and again, when they when the Fed came out and they raised a quarter point, I guess that was last month. Originally, well, a month and a half ago. They were really going to do a half point, but that's when the Ukraine-Russia little scenario kicked in. They got cold feet. Yeah, they got cold feet, and they kind of backed it back to a quarter, not knowing what that was going to do to our economy. So they backed it from a half to a quarter. And now they've realized that it does affect us. It doesn't affect us as bad as what they thought. So now what they've done is they've gone a half. They're going to do another half here within the next month and a half, two months. Um, and, and again, there's, I think there's four rate hikes on the agenda for this year alone. So the, the issue is, is mortgage rates. Um, if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, um, which we haven't really seen in a while, but if you are thinking about buying a house, now's the time to do it. And adjust, um, adjustable it, rate mortgages, uh, I've got a 30 year fixed, so mm-hmm. I'm good, right? I don't have to yeah, worry about exactly. You're, but, the only thing that's going to go up on yours is going to be your real estate taxes or your insurance. But your actual interest that you pay is fixed for that 30-year term. I love that. I'm locked in at a really mm-hmm, – I think mm-hmm. I'm at uh, 2.99. Uh, yeah, so which is beautiful. I got in at the right time. Uh, but for yeah. adjustable rate mortgages, isn't this what uh, blew up the housing uh, bubble in 2008? Uh, as soon as the rates go yeah. up and down, <laughs> my payment all of a sudden becomes that, that much yeah. more. Yeah, and you know? some of these some of these notes that they had back then said that it could go up, you know, two percent a year. Um, you know, are are open ended. 
Um, but if you have a, a adjustable rate, you know, there's five-year arms, all kinds of variations to it, you may want to really consider locking that into a, you know, 15, 20, 30-year fixed just because of where we're going to go into the future. And the, and the concept behind this is, it's more an economic scenario, is they raise rates to slow the economy down, which is good but bad, and we are entrusting the Federal Reserve to make sure that they make the right moves, um, because if they do the, the long steps, that could really slow our economy down too much. Yeah, right to a screeching halt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this, um, because and I want you to layman's term it for us because we're all newbies. It's hard enough trying to talk to people about taxes on the weekend, uh, <laughs> let alone uh, interest rates and inflation and um, you know um, recessions and all that stuff. So, if they want to slow the economy down, we are just spending out of control everybody's buying everything that's great right that's a good thing mm-hmm. yes you know we're spending money and every time we spend some money the government gets a little bit more taxes right exactly so we've got a a, a, a debt to pay off and i believe it's at what 23 trillion dollars trillion that's with a t <laughs> yes trillion so we do have to pay that off at some point but they want to slow it down because the more and more we buy and buy and buy the more people say, well, you know, goods and services, let's, you know, jack the price up on these things. And that's what's causing this massive inflation is that exactly. there's so much money out there. So people can say, well, we're going to charge you a little bit more. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard this term in a long time, but I heard it this morning and it's shrinkflation. So what's taking place in the open economy is you have too many dollars chasing too few goods or services. So the problem is, is then that that's that's inflation, the easiest way to explain it. So they can command a higher price for that that good or service. But shrinkflation is, and I'll use, you know, I beat up on Doritos for a minute. Sure. Um, Doritos has, if you look at a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago versus today, a bag of chips. Um, that bag of chips a year ago was, uh, I'm just making these numbers up, like, you know, 12 ounces or something of that effect. Today, it's a, it's 11 ounces, but the price is the same. Yes. So you're getting, yeah, you're getting less of that, the less chips, but the price is the same. And right. they're doing that as a smoke and mirror because if they raise prices, people will quit buying it or they'll choose a different direction or a, a different product and go from there. So that's kind of what we're up against. So if the Federal Reserve does this correctly, they raise interest rates high enough to where it just starts to slow the economy down, and inflation will come down behind it. Um, and then again, your your Dorito bag, you know, your full twelve ounces may cost, you know, it's going to be a little bit, but typical inflation is three point five percent, not nine, <laughs> which it's been. Yeah, you know, I got to tell is, you, um, uh. uh was working at the wine bar and there's a, you know the hockey game on I figure I'll help out at the wine bar uh, and work in the kitchen and get paid while I watch a hockey game you know Heck yeah. the baby was <laughs> sleeping because we've got such late start times don't even get me started on that but um, <laughs> and I go into the freezer to start cooking taquitos and I go into uh, pull out the Bosco sticks and everything je- I mean I haven't worked at the bar in two years everything is much smaller than yeah. it used to be. I had to, you know, and, grab John the bartender. And I said, what's wrong with this stuff? And he goes, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is now. 
Yeah. So that, shrinkflation. That's your shrinkflation. We didn't raise the price <laughs> on you, but we 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 tiny. You just got less. Yeah. You got less less of that good. Yeah. yeah. You got smaller taquitos now. Um, exactly. Yeah, and then so. uh, you know it's it's one of these things. I saw another story though. Um, Arizona iced tea. You know those big colorful cans yeah. of tea. Yeah. Um, exactly. They are a private company, and they have never raised the price of a can of tea from ninety nine cents since they started in the in the mid nineties. It's been ninety nine cents this whole time. You can go to a gas station right now and pick one up, and it'll be ninety nine cents. And they said that they had to make adjustments, of course, and maybe their bottom line isn't as big as it could exactly. be. <laughs> but they think that their customers are a lot more important than necessarily exactly. the bottom line. So there's a, there's a yeah. choice to be made here uh, by the yes. by Doritos and by Arizona yeah. Ice Tea. Which way are they going to go? Exactly. What are they going to do? Because otherwise, if you see the price of that that good going up too much, you will look will look at a competitor. Yeah. Um, period. It's that it's that easy. Well, let so, me again. Yeah. The mortgage rate scenario. You know, if you're buying a house, you really kind of need to do it now. Or you're going to be stuck for a little bit. Credit cards. That's the other big one. Yeah, let's talk you about that. You will see a, a little bit of a lag on credit cards, but you will watch the rates skyrocket again. Um, again, so, so I remember. Could, I remember looking at my credit card uh, statement when I first got it because I was real excited. I, I got my first American Express card, Jeff. And it's not because it's not because I make a lot of money. It's because they're giving me six percent back on groceries. Exactly. So exactly. you know, I can feel like a big shot with my Amex, but only at the grocery store. That's I'm, it. Yeah. I'm not going to use it anywhere else. Uh, but I was looking at it, and every credit card is the same. It has the interest rate, and it it goes between sixteen percent and twenty four percent. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's a big swing. And I guess those that swing will go up even higher now yes. that interest rates have ticked up a half a percent. Exactly. So, the, you know, if you've got credit card debt sitting out there, um, that's something we can help you with, figure out what's the game plan. How, how do you, because the, the fee that you're paying is going to skyrocket as you go forward. So that's where you would look to, you know, what would it take to carve off an extra, you know, couple hundred dollars um, to pay down that that credit card as you go forward and save yourself some more interest. Yeah, and and we can talk to you as as a senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. We can talk to you and show you our financials and say, is it worth me pulling this money from over here to pay off exactly. credit card debt over exactly. there? And like you said, math always wins. Math yep. always wins. Some sometimes it comes out to your advantage, and sometimes you think it does, but at the end of the day, it will not. We so, yeah. yeah. We've got yeah. one of these car loans that's like, uh, you know, 1.9%. And my wife's like, I want to pay that off. And I'm thinking to myself, but we've got credit card debt that's at exactly. 16%. So which do we pay off first and when and how? And you can help us all out with that. Yeah, and we can walk through all that. That's part of the bigger financial plan in a sense. Um, financial plan talking, you know, from the tax plan, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, that's that's the big picture that we can walk you through. And the, and the good news of all this stuff is if you have a money market account sitting out there with cash in it, um, you're going to get a little bit more interest as you go forward. Nothing oh. to write home about, but you'll get a little bit more. <laughs> well, it's, I gotta, guess it's not all bad. No, there's a little, little, little bit of a perk there that helps, but still not enough to really get excited. 
but it will go up as we go forward. Now, let me ask you this. They're trying to slow the economy down by raising interest rates by half a percent. I saw an article by Procter & Gamble, and I I don't feel bad for calling them out on it because this is what they said. I'm paraphrasing. But they said, look, we've looked at the market, and consumers clearly don't mind paying more for stuff over the past couple of years of COVID and inflation. So we're just going to raise our prices across the board because the consumers don't really seem to care. And my first question was, what consumer were you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't read their reports enough, but there is a there is a pain point out there. Yeah, because um, the I, pain point I care is, quite yeah. a bit. Sure you do, especially when you're looking at your budget and you're being pinched in every direction. I mean, everything has gone up in, in price, but yet from a, uh, I'll say a, a salary or, you know, our income, um, anybody on fixed income, yes, we got a, a perk. Far, you know, Social Security went high. I think it was a uh, what was it a three point four percent rate increase this year, but inflation's running at eight point five as we sit. Yeah. Um, so it's still not going to keep up with it. So sure, you're going to be very very concerned about that as you go forward. So the idea taking it from Procter and Gamble and saying, well, the rising inflation costs haven't slowed down consumer purchasing. And my question is, where else am I going to go? You know. Uh, if everything's yeah. that much right. more expensive, I still just I have to have the toilet paper. Um, exactly. So yep. I'm not going to. And Jeff, I I'll be damned if I buy that that one ply sandpaper stuff <laughs> that they have in all the grade schools and high schools. Um, no. <laughs> but if the Fed wants to slow the economy down by raising interest rates by half a percent, we are we are mad crazy spending right now. Yes. Is there a point in this where we say we don't care? We're still going to spend our money because we have it, and and you know we're just kind of in this mode of of you know how easy it is to buy something off of Amazon right now. You just hit sure buy is. now, and it's on your front That's porch, right. and, and it's the, either that night or the next morning. That yeah. night, yeah. So, will this interest rate hike actually yeah. slow the economy down? Yes, it may take one or two more times, but it will. There's a pain point out there to everyone. And everybody may have a different pain point, but it will it will hit home and it will be, you know, within the next six months to a year. Um, and then what takes place is the reverse of that. Let's just, you know, use the mortgage rates uh, each time that they raise. I don't know what that factor is, but each time that they raise mortgage rates, it's going to knock on a certain percent of people that are that are in the housing market. Um, and again, it will get to the point where it will slow down the housing market. And then in turn, you have all the, the home inspectors, the repair people, um, you know, the mortgage brokers, all those jobs, basically everything starts to slow down and it's a chain reaction. So when the Fed does this, they're trying to do it strategically and they, they know there may be a little bit of collateral damage, but the concept is they're trying to step into this, do it strategically it will slow the economy down, and there will be a pain point that everyone will feel. I understand. Um, unless, you're, yeah. unless you're a billionaire, and yeah, then, yeah that's irrelevant. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff Bezos only makes $80,000 a year, uh, uh, technically, on paper. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this. I understand an interest rate hike in the housing market because uh, I've been through a couple of mortgages and refis. But how does the interest rate hike of half a percentage 
affect consumer purchasing? You said it with Doritos. Uh, I said it with the iced tea. My trip to the grocery store, how does the interest rate hike slow my trip to the store down? Well, it won't slow your trip to the store down, but it will cost you more when you go there. Because, again, inflation and interest rates go hand in hand, really, if you go forward. Mm-hmm. So your everything, your cost of goods or services has skyrocketed. So what cost, you know, that used to be where you could buy, you know, maybe four or five bags of groceries and it was $100. Now it all fits in the one bag, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, inflation over a period of time. But, again, that will actually slow down. Now, big picture will be market. Because what it will do is, to a degree, those you know Doritos and the, the tea company, they're raising their, how do you want to call it, their prices in a sense so that they're still profitable. But again, at the end of the day, the stock of those companies is what you invest in. So as long as they're profitable, you're buying their stock because hypothetically it goes up in value and or pays dividends. But let's say that they can't raise their prices anymore, but the companies themselves are being pinched due to higher commodity prices or supply cost, what's going to take place is you're going to see some of these companies start to restate earnings going forward. Their share price dips a little bit, and then that's kind of the big picture that we see. That's the the dreaded R word, our recession. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of takes a year or so for everything to reset, and then we rebound and go forward from there. And that's been done many, many times in history. So it's not, it's, it's a little scary. Um, just how severe or what they refer to as a soft landing, which means if we can go through this uh, turmoil in a sense and not, you know, have a 2008 event happen again, which, you know, you can't say it won't happen, but, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. So that's, that's kind of what we're up against as we go forward. Yeah. All right. Well, very interesting stuff here. And you make it all uh, a little bit more digestible, like I said, you know. <laughs> I know it's hard to talk taxes and interest rate hikes and recessions and inflation. It's tough to talk on the weekends, but it affects all of us, you know? Exactly. And um, this is is, everybody will be within this scenario as we go forward, whether you're retired, um, you're still working, you're building a business doesn't matter it's all it's part of the day-to-day scenario as we go forward and maybe you don't buy doritos but you might be a sour cream and onion fan exactly Uh, it's all (laughs) it's all going up uh all right jeff we're going to go to commercial break but your favorite chip go doritos yeah yeah i'm a cool range dorito guy yep all right regular regular okay nacho cheese man (laughs) Uh, let's go to commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more, uh, and then just kind of reiterate, what does Jeff Zufall do? Well, he did my taxes number one, but he also helped me keep about $1,200, uh, from my wife's paycheck to stay on her paycheck and not go to the federal government in the way of taxes. There are always things and adjustments that you can do, whether it's just kind of readjusting, um, your withholdings to make sure that you're more in line and you're not owing big or or getting a huge refund. It's huge, yeah. Huge refund is another issue. At the end of the it I mean, sounds great, but that just means you're overpaying throughout the year. Um, exactly. So how do we do a, a full reset? Jeff can help us out with that. Capital Advisory Group, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor. Did you pay a bunch of money this year? Did you get a whole bunch of money back? Do you think that you need to make some adjustments for next year? 
Uh, very reasonably priced, as we already mentioned, 636-394-5524. And the wealth of services that you offer, I mean, maybe someday we'll sit down and, and talk about the menu over there at Capital mm-hmm. Advisory Group. But there's so many things that you can do for us, and I'm looking forward to sitting back down with you when you get back from your tax holiday. Yes. <laughs> uh, sitting down with you and going over, uh, you know, I'll bring in our, our W-2s. I'll bring in our paycheck stubs. I'll bring in, you know, what we have. And and we use E-Trade just because I can get it on my phone. But, you know, whether it's Ed Jones or whoever, we'll bring all that stuff to you and say, Jeff, how can I keep a little bit more of our money? And how can exactly. we make how can we make what we're keeping into a lot, lot more? So exactly. These are the services. Turn a little pile of money into a big pile of money. <laughs> yeah. I want to retire by 55, Jeff. Make it happen. Um, well, he's not, you're not a magician. So, you know. No, that we're not magicians <laughs> by no means. <laughs> you can't just uh, come up with, I mean, maybe Mr. Dorsey could offer me a little bit more money. There is a, a inflation going on right now. But exactly. if I wanted to retire by 55, we could come up with a plan. And 15 years from now, we'll, you know, we'll see if we can make exactly. it happen. So uh, flies, yeah. Jeff can help you out with all that stuff. Capital Advisory Group, CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com, and 636-394-5524. Call the, just because Jeff's not there, call the office still and get set up with an appointment to go see him. Let's go to a commercial break, Jeff, and when we come back, we'll cover a couple more topics. Sure. Back to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the Big 550 KTRS, it is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. Jeff Sufall on the line this week because he is on that tax holiday. Uh, <laughs> all the work is done. Uh, well, I mean, at least. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. When you come back, you'll start to get to work on the, the people who filed for extensions, and that deadline's October 18th, as we had mentioned. Yes. But well-deserved little vacation because, gosh, I mean, I went into your office to get my taxes done and these the stacks of papers. Uh, I think we said, what, just right above waist high, you can stack? Two, uh, I think it was two foot nine inches, um, and the, it'll start to get uh, very wobbly. A little wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know, the, the standard eight by 11 and a half uh, yeah. pieces of paper. So... <laughs> Uh, much deserved vacation, but you are calling in and chatting with us, and and we're we're still hitting it hard, letting people know that there is help out there, whether it is yes. doing your taxes. And if you did let tax day slide by and you didn't do anything about it, you have to do something about it. Don't bury your head yes. in the sand because Jeff, they're already they've already started the clock when it comes to fees, right? Yes, that that happened on the midnight at the 18th. Uh, you know, time clock started ticking. So again, if you've uh, neglected to pull your stuff together, it's too late to get an extension. But as fast as you could put it together, you will have to file a return. Um, even if you say, "Well, I think I have everything," the concept would be is go ahead and file it, and then we could dig a little deeper to see if we could help amend it. Um, adding, you know, any deductions to the return or anything that's, you know, in your favor or against you, you could do it at a later date. Yeah. And what is the um, the fee structure? Is it is it weekly? Is it daily? You know, you're 33 well, it, days late. It's calculated by quarter. 
um, as they go forward. I think the last, and I'm sure this number is going to go up. I haven't read what the, the most recent number is, but it's done by calendar quarter, and it was 3% a quarter. And that's just the interest fee for any outstanding balance out there. But you also have a failure to file penalty. You have a failure to pay what they refer to as proper estimated payments, if that kind of goes down that path. So there's there's a whole series of stuff that they can come back and, yeah. and hit you with penalties for um, for not for not filing. Now, again, the old the old rule was typically I should say it's not a written rule, but the old rule was, hey, if I got a refund, I don't have to worry about it. I'll file when I get good and ready. In the, in the past, yes. Today, what we see is we see a failure to file penalty being imposed. Yeah. Um, just to kind of say, hey, we're still out here. You do need to follow the rules like the rest of everybody. Yeah. So again, you know, you get a you know a couple thousand dollars back every year. You file, you know, kind of when you get there. Um, yes, you get your refund, but it will be a little lighter because they will hit you with a failure to file penalty. Yeah. So do your taxes and do them on time. And if you've missed yeah. tax day this year or in years past. Don't bury your head in the sand because it's only going to no. cost you more money. More, <laughs> more money. Fees, fees, fees. They will charge yes. you, and they will find. They find yes. you, right? There is no yes. hiding. Oh yeah, they do. There's no uh, no hiding. It may take them a little bit, but they will. They'll catch up to you. And, yeah. and again, it's a tax on top of a tax. So, you're if you feel that you're already taxed enough as is, don't yeah. don't play the game. I hate I hate you. taxes. Yeah. I'm not going to pay them, and then you just get double taxed. Double and instead, triple, and yeah, <laughs> uh, but exactly. like you said, it may take them a while to catch you, but they eventually will. You were telling me that the IRS is bringing back employees to the office in the hopes to final out the 2020 tax yes. season. Not so, this, not this past year, 2021. No, the, the they year s- before, they still <laughs> have tax returns from two years 2020, ago. Twenty, yes, that they haven't so, been able to fully process. Exactly. So what they're saying is the IRS is going to bring back their, uh, you know, people that were working from home, which apparently was a lot. Um, and they're in May and June, they will bring back people to 600 facilities across the country. So um, and, and these people are not revenue agents. These are actually they're being brought back in the results. And the, the quote is. Uh, IRS employees will return to the office to resolve a backlog of millions of unprocessed tax returns. And the move will allow Americans to obtain their tax refunds for the 2020 tax season. So that's stuff that is sitting in stacks all across 600 different offices across the country. And then May and June, they're being brought back and I guess in strategic ways. Um, to get the, the wheels in motion again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's yeah. wild. You've told me that, uh, you know, there were uh, tens of millions, and then it got into, I think, single digits finally. But yeah, it got into single digits, but I think now after the 2021 tax season, it's now back up into the double digits. And we haven't seen probably in the next month or so, we'll see what the what the actual numbers are of unprocessed returns that are sitting on people's desks. Um, and they said last year was due to the complications of the tax law with the child tax credits, with the stimulus checks. It just makes it a little goofy from the tax returns. Um, and that's what hangs up a lot of them. Yeah. So if the numbers are not exact, it sticks them. And that's why there's more than there has ever been, you know, to be resolved. And, and then the other 
The yeah. other thing that's out there, which is this is brand new, <clears throat> and it's, it's kind of a little controversial because in the past we always said the IRS will never call you. If anybody ever calls you on your phone from the IRS, hang up. It's not the IRS. It's a scammer. So what they're saying now is unless you, unless you started the conversation where you called an IRS office, you left a message, you're waiting for someone to call you back, that's different. But this is through the Office of Appeals, and they, re- they realize that there are so many unprocessed returns that, you know, issues that are sitting out there. <clears throat> so that if you basically what's going to take place is if you had a dispute with the IRS, you would typically write a letter and send it into the IRS. And then you would wait patiently for their response, which could take upwards of a year. <laughs> so what they're actually saying now is you may get a phone call back from the Office of Appeals to help resolve your tax dispute. And you go, ooh, you know, so you may get it. So if you've started this conversation through letter, you may get a voicemail back from someone from the IRS. So the issue with that is it makes it wide for scammers um, to, you know, you may be getting these random phone calls from, you know, hi, I'm from the IRS, you know, and, you know, you need to give us gift cards to solve your tax debt and stupid oh stuff gosh. like that. That sounds like scam written all over it. it. All over it. So that's where the issue is, hey, that's great that they've stepped up to say, hey, we're going to take care of some of these, you know, tax disputes that are out there. Um, and the tax disputes, there could be a thousand different variations on what's going on. But again, if they call you, they would leave, you know, basically their their name, their badge number, you know, their title, their contact information. But I guess if you called the IRS back, if you're in this situation, um, <clears throat> your, your question would be is, what's my dispute? I guess that would solve it because if they couldn't tell you, oh, you know, you're in dispute or you wrote a letter on X date last year for estimated payments that, you know, you said you had four, but the IRS said you only had three. That's kind of what you're trying to resolve. So the IRS should be able to tell you exactly what you're calling about. Um, but again, the problem is, is you have to identify yourself. So do you just call this number and give your social security number a birth date over the phone? I'd say no. <laughs> so a little controversial on how they're doing this, but they're, they're just trying to figure out how do they manage the, 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 the tax disputes that are out there, as yeah. you said. Because typically it's all done by mail, and it takes forever. Yep, yep. And like you said, so, uh, anytime that the guy, if you mail in a tax return, which I guess we all used to do that before we used were Used to, yeah. yeah before we Back were in the day. E-file, yeah. if you mail in a tax return, someone literally has to open the envelope, pull it out, check the names, go over it. Uh, they literally type it item for item just like they were doing the return. They're just cheating using your numbers in their system. Yeah. Now, there is there is discussion that the IRS will purchase. Uh, I think it's a, a software that haven't used it in the past, which is an optical, what do they call it, optical resolution or something like oh, that. Oh, and they can scan. Where you can scan it, and it automatically inputs the data right where it needs to go. Yeah. So that's a dis- the debate that the IRS is going to spend the money for the software. You'd think they already had that stuff, but apparently not. Um, so that's kind of what's out there. Yeah. And, and everybody who works in an office knows what data entry is. You're just pushing papers around. You're yes. Yes. Yeah. E-filing goes right in the system, right right back out. People, Jeff, when we had you on the Heidi show in the afternoon, uh, people were saying that they got their tax returns in three days. 
after they yeah. filed. So depends depends on the time of the tax season when you filed. But typically, we saw them range anywhere between. I think the longest was like ten days this year, which was great, and that was state and federal. So most of them flew right through. Um, but if you mailed it in. You got, you know, four or five days of mail time. It sits on somebody's desk, and it could still be sitting on somebody's desk. <laughs> yeah, right, as we speak from 2020. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of e-filing, uh, Intuit and uh, TurboTax and all that stuff, yes. these are these are software companies that if I try to do uh, taxes myself, I'd log on there and say, oh, it's, you know, it can file for free. This is great. And then uh, it comes out that uh, at the end of it, they say you owe us thirty nine ninety nine. Um, yeah. What what's what happened there? I thought it was free to file. Uh, well, they their advertisement said I think the the actual ad was free, free, free to file. <laughs> that's a lot um, of free. That's right. Um, and apparently, what took place is it was not free. Um, and they who they targeted was lower income, um, where there's there's two sources of free software. Hypothetically, one is the IRS. And in two, it was supposed to help the IRS process these free returns. And then plus they had their own free version. But maybe two years ago, a year ago, uh, Intuit got hit along with H&R Block, got hit, and they basically said they were burying their free sites. You couldn't find it on the websites if you had to. Right. Um, they buried it deep down inside it. You know, they the, offered the it, but good they luck finding it. it. You can't find it, exactly. So then they brought it to the forefront and said, oh, it's free. But when you went to file, they got you for 39 bucks. So anybody who used Intuit products or TurboTax, really, um, from 2016 to 2018 is going to get a $30 check. Um, now, when this check's going to show up, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the funny part is, is this is into its quote, um, and this is their response. They said, a government-run, pre-filled tax preparation system that makes the tax collector, who is also the tax investigator, auditor, and enforcer, uh, wrought with conflicts of interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was their response to this. Not to say, yeah, hey, we got a bunch of people and they paid us 30 bucks when we said it was, literally the quote was free, free, free. Um, that's an issue. Yeah. So um, I'm assuming they'll send, uh, supposedly send, everybody gets $30 a year sent back for each year that they purchased it. Um, now, I don't know if that applies to someone who actually bought it, but yet used the, you know, the bigger version of it. Um, or if it's just strictly people that were using a smaller version of it, which is I think if you had only a W-2 and less than, don't quote me on this number, I think 39000 of income, you could use the IRS's free file system, um, which Intuit helped create. Um, but they didn't like that because they weren't making money. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, this they're a big tech company. Everything's online oh, yeah. to do to file through them. We have to give them all of our information. My thoughts are they can electronically go back and find every single person and just send them uh, money back. But I'm wondering if they're going to make us go out to uh, like a website and sign in and answer Very a bunch possible. of questions. You know, these yeah, class answer, action yeah. lawsuits. It's like most yeah. of the time it's like, oh, I, I get eight bucks back, but I got to jump through a ton of hoops. Yeah. Uh, and they know that the bulk of people won't do that. The, yeah. the stock. The stock industry does that, you know, all the time. And it's like, oh, there, here's a class action suit. 
um, you know, you fill all this paperwork out, prove when you bought or when you sold your stock, and you get seven dollars twelve years later. <laughs> yeah, most people aren't going to do it. So, right. but so, this apparently is is if you fall within this category between those couple of years, you get thirty dollars a year every year that you used. They know who paid, and they know who oh, they yeah. screwed, and they know yeah. how to contact them because we have to put our yeah. email address in there. So exactly. uh, it should be on them to give us our money back and not make us jump through hoops. But Jeff, exactly. that that yeah. would be that would be ridiculous in a world that operates make the way that it does. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's too easy. Too All right. Easy. Well, that's why I love you, Jeff, because you make it well, too easy. You. For us, we come and see Jeff Zufall at Capital Advisory Group, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor, 636-394-5524. You do our taxes for us. You take a look at our, our paycheck stubs, and you, you can tell us how can we how can we bend that paycheck every two weeks uh, a little bit more without breaking it and, and look down the road and say, uh, because Jeff helped me out, now I have that much more money saved up exactly. for retirement. Exactly. Or we were able to go on that vacation because Jeff was able to save us uh, a couple more dollars and help us keep a little bit more of what's ours. There's the name of the show. Keep That's what's right. <laughs> yours. Jeff, you're on vacation. Have a great time. Thanks for calling in. I know Thank the, you. the golf cart is probably idling out it's front. <laughs> and those, you know, those balls aren't going to hit themselves. They so, won't, believe me. Good yeah. luck today on the course, and we'll talk to you when you get back. Thank you. I'll see you guys next week.